1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. Happy Friday. We've got a weekend coming up here and lots to talk about in the NBA world. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA.
2: Keith, how are you doing? And, uh, and how is everything going with your Christmas preparations? At this <laughs> That's so funny. We did not talk about this. I was My question was gonna be, did you finish Christmas shopping yet? Um, so, yeah, for us, uh, we're, we're getting there we're getting there my, my wife is off camera shaking her head at me saying no we're not <laughs> um but we we're, we're, we're getting there a little bit it's uh, uh last day of school was today uh, midterm exams are finished so so our daughter is now home for a couple weeks and we're uh we're, we're into uh, at least for her she's in vacation mode yeah i've
1: got the the same situation going on here i've got my daughter will be home in in just a couple of hours um and then she'll be on vacation mode as well and um, I, I actually did my Christmas wrapping this morning. Oh, um, wow! I, I, and, I, and I did I did the whole the whole deal. Okay? Like I got the fire going, I got oh, the Christmas man. tree plugged in, I had the Christmas music playing, and <laughs> that- I did and I did my wrapping. Like I, I had the environment was also. I even lit lit a candle with a Christmas smell man, and all look that. Look at like, you! I I went all in on on Christmas, and oh, I got man. the wrapping done. The wrapping looks terrible, but that's that's par for the course. Everyone expects it from me at this point. Yeah. And uh, but I I got it done. So I'm happy to say that at least that
2: that weight is off my shoulders. Well done. Well done, sir. I I appreciate you uh, putting in all that effort, man. That's great. Good. Good. Good on you. Now now I only have
1: like, I don't know, a million things. I'm doing I'm in scramble cleaning mode around the house because my in laws are flying in tonight. Oh, so, there you yeah, go. Yep, yep, yep. Everybody know everybody yeah. knows that last minute panic of <laughs> of, of oh god, everything yep. has
2: to be cleaned up. And, and, and no matter what, they walk in the door and you find seven other things that you exactly. needed to do that didn't get done. And you know what? They don't really care. No. But- Yeah, but but at least the house is clean for a little while yeah and it lasts for like
1: less than a day but in any event we've got lots of nba news to get into and and let's start with a, a positive actually three positives yeah i love this i love it players coming back from injury yes please more of this uh rob williams gordon hayward and joe
2: ingles it wouldn't be the christmas season without jingles all the way that's it well done Good, good work there. Yeah, no, this is great news uh, for all three of these teams. Rob Williams, uh, Joe Ingles haven't played at all this season, so they'll be making their season debuts. Uh, Williams set to debut tonight, Friday, as we record this. Sounds like Ingles is going to make his Bucks debut on uh Monday uh, for them. And then Gordon Hayward, he's been in and out as he is prone to do, but going to be back in uh, also tonight. So so huge. Uh, two, two of the best teams, maybe arguably the two best teams mm-hmm. in the league right now. Going to get a little stronger, a little more depth. Uh, and it wasn't injury related, but Al Horford also back for the Celtics. He had been out in the uh, COVID protocols and he was out for a couple of days because they had their fifth baby. Um, so he was he was out for a couple of days for that. So Celtics had uh, full strength because it's funny, people beat up on me on Twitter because I was like, full-strength Celtics, man? And they're like, no, Danilo Gallinari's not playing. And I'm kind of like, you eh, know, they never had him. So right. that's like, can you really miss what you, you never had and you probably won't have this year? But he also posted, he's running again, like mm-hmm. full-on running again, so... I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But yeah, great news that all these Danilo Gallinari running before Lonzo. May, perhaps, like <laughs> might be. Oh, yeah, man. I, you know what's funny? I, I'm just gonna throw this out as an aside. I was, I was, uh, they did a radio hit in Memphis. Uh, shout out to those guys. They're always very kind to mention the show and talk about um, how they they listen and watch the show. So that was really cool of them. Anytime I'm on there, and um, one of the things they were talking about is like, could Danny Green be like the three and D guy the Grizzlies need? And I was like, you know, he could be. And they're like, yeah, but is he going to get back? It's usually a year, year and a half with these ACL tears and those kind of things. And one of the things that I've gotten thinking about is for these older players who don't have like 10 more years of career to preserve, I wonder if some of these guys are willing to come back a little earlier than, than some others are because... Hey, this is it for me anyway. Like I've got Mm. two, three years left. So as long as I can get out there and go through it, like I'm going to come back a little earlier because I'm not going to play another decade. And I was starting to wonder if, if, if we could see some of these guys maybe return a little bit earlier uh, than what we've seen in the past, like Joe Ingalls, it's going to be less than a year, I believe for him that he'll get back on the court, Ricky Rubio, about a year for him. So I I don't know that we're going to see with the older guys, the, uh, you know, kind of what's become almost the standard, like eight, month acl uh return so just it's just a thought i have nothing to back that or anything just a thought i had
1: yeah it's something to keep an eye on for for sure i when i look at the grizzlies and i look at danny green's contract though and i think what if they what if they a, use that as a trade chip here on, on the market i mean you go get i don't you go get kyle kuzma you go get Bogdanovich. like could that make the grizzlies that much much better this is a team that that is right there uh in the western conference at the top i mean that I don't know, like that. Danny Green is certainly an interesting player, but how much are you going to count on him compared to if you can go get somebody using sure. that contract and a pick? It's going to be interesting to see what they do there.
2: I think they're they're getting
1: slept on a little bit as a player on the trade market.
2: They destroyed Milwaukee oh gosh. last night. I oh mean, they, they were you know, by, I think at the end of the third quarter they were up by forty six points in this so i i've been out we've been out running around doing stuff and i taped the games and that was one of the ones i taped with the idea of i'll come home and watch that uh, last night or today and then i was like wait what happened <laughs>
1: i love here? that you still call it taped the game
2: yeah taped yeah, well, nobody, right? <laughs> right.
1: yeah whatever you, you, you <laughs> yeah. recorded on your vcr yeah. right yeah I you did you've got your like, one tape that you, just, tape, you record you know, over and it. you keep recording over that's it yeah yep. and then
2: somebody records like an episode of full house and you're yep. like no yep. i lost the game uh-huh. um, welcome welcome yeah. back to the 90s i um but I looked at the box score because was like, oh, did Milwaukee sit everybody? Like, is this one where they decided we're not playing anyone? No, nope. all their regulars played outside of Drew Holiday. So I just, I guess just a really bad night for them. And Memphis was really good. And something that stands out when I just watch the Grizzlies, I look at the box scores, Steven Adams, Tyus Jones. That is the extent of their players on their roster who contribute that were not drafted and developed mm-hmm. by the Grizzlies. Isn't that crazy? They
1: they're doing an incredible job drafting yeah. talent. I mean, so Unbelievable. so good.
2: Yep. Yeah, and in coaching up second rounders into you know being good players, late first round picks with some of these guys too. I mean, really good job by Taylor Jenkins, the front office, the development staff, everybody there, uh coaching staff, the the whole crew and the players themselves who are kind of taking it on and kind of embracing, I guess, that that mindset of Memphis, right? Of like, mm-hmm. hey, come in here ready to work. So just you know, shout out to the Grizzlies for sure.
1: and on top of that, you look at the that that game, I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr. only played 13 minutes. He was in, in foul mm-hmm. trouble. You would think like Oh no, that's a bit he's been he's been fantastic for them. Mm-hmm. They're they're in big trouble here. Oh, no big deal. Santi Aldama is gonna come off the bench. We're gonna have to yeah. play him 27 minutes tonight, but he's gonna be a plus 28. No, yeah. no problem. We're good.
2: Yeah, it's what, crazy. What a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, game they, they game. are they're good, they're fun. I love that they talk too. Like they're gonna let mm-hmm. you know. Like, I don't know. I I just I've really gotten attached to that Grizzlies team.
1: And this is without Desmond Bain, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Unreal, unreal. It would surprise um, me if they're in the West Finals, maybe even the NBA right. Finals wouldn't Good. wouldn't shock me. They, they've Good. got kind of the pieces they need. And and to, to, to your point is, that could be where that Danny Green contract comes in. If they're like, we need one more thing, like, all right, maybe they go get it.
1: Factoring in the mental makeup of the two teams, I don't think I, if it was a Suns-Grizzlies West Finals, I think I would pick the Grizzlies to get through.
2: Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, I wouldn't. All things being equal health-wise, too. Yeah, yeah. Possibly. Let's see what, what uh, Phoenix turns Jay Crowder into. Because there's definitely a big unanswered question there on their side.
1: True. Um, anything else on these three guys coming back that we need to touch upon before we move on?
2: No, I mean, I would expect Rob Williams to play very minimal Correct, yeah. to, to start off with. It's probably going to be 15, 20 minutes. I don't think he'll play back-to-backs uh, maybe all season, but at least probably early on uh, here. That The Celtics are about to start a seven-game homestand. Um, right now, 17 days. They're they're at home. Says seven games. I'm over those 17 days. Big Christmas Day matchup, a little over a week from now against the Bucs in there. So, um, yeah. But but I, my guess is it's they're going to be very cautious with him because they know he's he's the difference from taking them from a very good great team to a like really great you know potentially you know title favorite if they're not already there for some people like that's that's the difference he can make for that team. Hayward just get on the floor, man. Like, get on the floor, stay on the floor. That team stinks though, but at least be a little more watchable. Uh, LaMelo Ball got back in the lineup the other day. And then Joe Ingles, that's just another depth piece they can go to. My guess Ingles role by like the small ball four is my guess is kind of what he becomes now for, for Memphis. Cause he, yeah. that's what he had really been with Utah towards the end. Like he, he just couldn't move the, the way he used to. I think people don't forget or they, don't realize or they forget that he's older because he came over to the NBA several years into his career. Uh, just so when he was like being talked about as a rookie and all that, but yeah, I, I think there's a you know chance all all three of these guys are you know good contributors, but gotta stay on the court.
1: I mean, Joe Ingles. Move the ball, be able to shoot threes. He can do all yep. those things. I think that that can be a help for. Yep. From yeah, he's always been
2: a solid defender, even against bigger players. Mm-hmm. I think the days of him switching out on the speedy point guards and holding his own are probably over. But yeah. the Bucks don't really need him to do that. But you know, give us fifteen minutes a night off the bench, a ball movement and shooting, and you know, off we go. Where we're good with that.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's talk a little bit about Adam Silver. Had some comments recently on having a female head coach in the nba kind of put a bit of a timeline on it saying he would like to see it happen the next five years or he'll be disappointed if it doesn't happen in the next five years what are your what are your thoughts is this something that's that's coming down the pipeline here
2: yeah, I, I mean, we've been close, right? We're, right. We're, we we know Becky Hammond was right in there, right there for jobs in the past. Um, uh, we, we've the other Carol uh, Lawson was interviewed for for some jobs before she took the Duke job. So I, I think we're getting very close to this. There are, I believe, five uh, female assistant coaches right now in the NBA. So my my overall take on this is, I don't really care as long as they're a good coach. If they're qualified, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't care, you know, what, you know, male, female, it doesn't matter to me. You know, if you're the best person for the job, you're the best person for the job, get it and go, go do the job. But I can fully recognize and understand why it would be such a huge, massive deal. And for, for people to say, right. Cause I, Unfortunately, as the articles have been written on this And the, the, the aggregation reports have made their rounds You've seen a lot of the typical stuff of This would never work, and this is stupid, and this is mm-hmm. woke and All the other things that get said um, For the people who truly believe that it won't work uh, In NCAA men's soccer the NCAA men's soccer champion, I believe, University of Chicago. I may have that wrong, but they had a female uh, coach this year, led a men's soccer team to a title. And if a bunch of 18, like 23 year olds can figure it out to play you know, for, for a woman coach, I, I would imagine then uh, you know professionals making millions of dollars would be able to figure out themselves. So, sure. yeah, it, it's going to happen. It's just going to be a matter of time.
1: Uh, my only concern with it is saying it needs to happen the next five yeah. years. And I'm not yeah. saying what, but it just maybe it adds a little bit of pressure. It has to be the right it has to be the right candidate. Right. Because like, mm-hmm. like you said, I'm of the mindset that I don't care if it's yeah. a male or female head coach, as long as they are the right candidate. That's the most important part. And my only concern would be perhaps in the next five years, perhaps maybe the next the right candidate doesn't appear and then it becomes an issue right because you've kind of put that that timeline on yourself but um it it did feel i thought it was going to happen with with becky hammond i thought that was only a matter of time before before that happened and again, i still think think it'll
2: be her yeah i I still think it's going to be becky hammond i think you know she continues to have success at the WNBA level i think eventually an nba team's going to say let's go my fear with this is more so than the timeline is it's probably going to be a rebuilding team Hmm. and if they're bad then I don't want anybody to be, well, they're bad because of, you know, they, they right. have a female head coach. Like that part to me, like that's like, it, it happens to, to male coaches. Sometimes they get labeled mm-hmm. a failure as a coach. like will go get Jock Vaughn, right? He, he didn't do well with the magic. So it took a long time before uh, he got a second crack. And then it actually took a third time around for second time with the Nets for him to actually get that job, which he, you know, my my feelings were he should have had it originally yeah. um after the bubble year but the, he was labeled a failure but you know so that's where it's you know gonna be the right team right situation team mm-hmm. with some patience that's gonna see it through because i i it it should be fine whenever it happens provided it is the right person
1: yeah yep agreed uh all right so making you look uh like it like a fortune teller here keith or a predictor of the future (laughs) jason tatum is on top of the mvp straw poll he was your pick to win mvp your your homer pick and yet here it is he was on top of the recent straw poll now that we are what about a third of the way done with with the season um and for the mvp race and it makes sense the celtics have been the best team in the nba so far this season he has been absolutely fantastic um, so the best player on the best team tends to get a lot of, of MVP buzz, and he's certainly worthy of it given the way that he's been uh, been playing. So right now, if if the MVP vote would to happen today, uh, Jason Tatum would be the one hoisting the the Michael Jordan Trophy. Now,
2: yeah, yeah, true, the Michael Jordan Trophy. Yeah, this comes from Tim Bontemps of ESPN for the last uh, I want to say it's like three or four seasons, mm-hmm. maybe it might I might be a little wrong on that, but he's run these MVP straw polls where it's about every. 2 3 months or so he 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 runs them and Dave giving us kind of good insight into the way the votes may go. Like last year, uh, the, one of the points that was made was it was Stefan Curry at this point that people were like all over. Then he missed some time. The Warriors slipped it a little bit. Jokic played great. And then the last couple of votes, I want to say it was that second vote. Jokic really closed in. It was like Jokic and Bede, Jokic and Bede. And then by the end, it was Jokic. And what he does is he gets 100 voters to, to do a ballot. I don't know for certain, but I assume several of those hundred actually have a ballot Mm -hmm. and they fill it out like they would really with five candidates ranked one through five. And and they go and and the results, little telling, but I don't think anything really super crazy. Other than one thing I'm going to point out after I go through these, uh, there's 13 players total that got at least a a one fifth place vote. um, But five players got first place votes in order. Jason Tatum. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Luka Doncic, Stephen Curry, and Nikola Jokic. So those guys all got at least one first-place vote. Uh, Tatum didn't win going away, 759 total points that he got through this process. It's five points for first place, two for a second, so on and so forth. Or I guess four for a second, rather, and then down the line. Um, but he was just ahead of Giannis, Giannis 687. Here's the one part where I'm going to quibble. Mm-hmm. Of the 100 voters... Two of them left Jason Tatum off their five-man ballot completely. Seven mm. left Giannis off. Like, what are we doing, oh. straw poll voters? Like, come on now. Like, let's that, that's that's where
1: you wonder if it if it's just because it's just a straw poll. If they just kind of said, "Oh, here's something else in my inbox that I've got to do. Let me well, fill this out." Well, I real want quick to throw
2: and, a guy a vote so he gets a little bit of love early in the sure. season. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like that's that's you know what are we doing
1: here? Right, that's that's but like if it's the official MVP b- ballot, that's a bigger concern. Sure, oh, um, a doubt. but yeah, like it, it's not great, <laughs> not no. yeah. not not great uh, to yeah. see that that going on, but. I think that if, if the season continues to play out as it is, Jason Tatum probably does win the MVP. But like you said, from last season, from seasons before, we've seen the shift as the season goes on. So we'll see how things play out. But as of right now, even with a few people, you know, omitting players that obviously should have been on there.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Mm-hmm. This is probably about what I would have expected it to be. Now you can argue, oh, this player should have been three or this player should have been four, you know, whatever. But this this is essentially the group that I was expecting to see.
2: Yeah, I, I mean that, that's exactly it with me. I think you could put Joel Embiid uh, a little higher. Had he played sure. in more games, he'd probably move up the list a little bit. Just to, I'll round it out with the rest of the guys just very quickly. It was John Morant, Kevin Durant, Zion Williamson, Devin Booker. Joel Embiid, Donovan Mitchell, Anthony Davis, and then Shea Gilgis Alexander got one fifth place vote. Now, if we get to the end of the season, it's not going to be Shea Gilgis Alexander. Mm-hmm. I doubt he would even get a vote you know, unless he really, you know, even picks up his play. Beyond where he is, because his team's going to be in the bottom like five to eight records in the league, you know, most likely. So that's where you know he'll he'll fall out, and that could be, like I said, that could be somebody being. Like, I'm going to throw him a fifth place vote instead mm-hmm. of putting you know Tatum on my list because it's you know whatever it's the straw poll, and I'll throw uh, SGA a vote to give him a little bit of love because I yeah. know it's going to go up on ESPN and all that stuff. So which is fine, you know, no no issue for that now. But yeah, when we get to the real thing that that probably wouldn't happen
1: we haven't talked about it on here but what do you think about the uh awards the the new awards the names all of that
2: yeah i it's fine i i liked that they named some of them after guys who are still with us because i think um you know we, we talk about this a lot and it really um uh you know came to light quite a bit when kobe passed because obviously right kobe, kobe was young we wasn't mm-hmm. like when bill russell passed there was a sense of Russell is older He's had some health issues Like it It wasn't a complete Entire shock Like Kobe's passing was But it's I love that they did the Bill Russell trophy while he was still with us. I kind of wish we had done the Colby trophy when he was still with us for the all-star game mm-hmm. um, MVP, because, you know, it's all about, like people say, give, give these guys their flowers while they're still here to receive them. Like I, 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 I'm happy that some of these guys are still around, you know, Michael Jordan, Akeem Olajuwon, Jerry West. Like it's cool that they got awards named after them. Um, I do one thing I do wonder, like you didn't leave room for anybody who comes now coming now right mm-hmm. like like lebron like we're really going to be 20 30 years from now and there's not going to be an award for lebron are we going to make up some weird award like that right. you know get oh, that, there's the there.
1: there's the what the clutch award or the crunch time award or whatever yeah, it that's that the I
2: mean. jerry west award right? right like so yeah and i yeah, do wonder like we like it is weird. It, I don't think he got a lot of buzz, but the MVP trophy that is now the Michael Jordan Trophy was the Maurice Podoloff Trophy. Mm-hmm. Like it had an actual name on it, and now it just doesn't anymore. So maybe that's what happens eventually. You know, one of these awards gets you know LeBron's name thrown at it, and we go from there. But yeah, I I, I don't really have an issue. I don't have a real issue with any of the guys they picked. I you know I think they've they've done largely fairly well with honoring these players over the last uh, several years. I kind of
1: feel like there shouldn't be any names.
2: Like, I'm fine with that. Like that's too. that's
1: because yeah. here's my my issue with it, and I'm not. This isn't a strong take or anything. I don't have a problem with them them putting names on it, but like you said, you have the issue of moving forward. Then you know, are you taking away a trophy from from somebody and giving it to somebody else? Uh, if mm-hmm. you know, if LeBron's going to get a trophy in, in years years to come or, or whatever, but then you also have you know players who are retired right now that are that are still with us that are. Le- you know, legends and there's many of them are kind of looking around and going w- 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 why why not me why not <laughs> I this guy right me. and and yeah. I understand why you do this kind of stuff with like the NBA the NBA doesn't have like MVP voting criteria right because they want that discussion they want that debate I don't know if you want that debate of of oh well this guy got the award but it really should be this guy when you're talking about your your prestigious awards for your for your league it's um, we talk about like your your big time trophies I, I don't know if that's really what you what you want to do in, in this situation like debating among current players i i get saying oh this guy should be the mvp this guy shouldn't be the mvp or whatever but in terms of like this player is forever gonna have his name attached to the mvp trophy i don't know it, it just it's a step too far for for me and can leave a lot of people left out and so that's
2: i that, that's I, I, my take Yeah I have no like rebuttal to that Because I fully get where you're coming from I was think it's a little weird too it's still gonna Have like corporate branding in front of it so It's still gonna be like the Kia Michael Jordan MVP award like where It I do sometimes I feel like we're uh, Getting closer and closer to basketball Where it's like (laughs) It's like you know we're we're at the You know blah 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 like 20 minute Long stadium uh, name introduction For the you know championship Game or whatever like I do sometimes feel Like that's where we're headed Uh, with this and the reality is, everyone's just going to call it the MVP. Now, sure. maybe yep. twenty years from now, we'll be like, well, you know, this this guy had he he got he got ten Jordans and a you know and a Havelchak. Oh, good, and, you know. For, for Bill Russell's, like I mean, maybe that's where this goes, but probably well, we'll see. But I, I don't have a huge issue with with any of this stuff. Like, yeah, you know, it's you know,
1: it's I mean, it's certainly not worth getting upset over or, yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, um, it's
2: I saw some some people like super outraged on Twitter, and it's just like this is just performance art at this point. Like yeah. you cannot truly be this angry about it, right? Unless We're really you're really like, getting upset about a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But unless you are like LeBron and you're like, Well, wait a minute. Like why why am I not why is it not the LeBron James MVP trophy? He has a right if he feels that way because like he should be in the mix or like you know something like that or like why was it not the Tim Duncan Defensive Player of the Year trophy? Sure. And it's funny because somebody that that was one where I saw a lot of people like it's weird because Duncan never actually won one but he's regardless as you know arguably one of the best defenders of all time. And my thing was I'm like I guarantee Tim Duncan has no idea that this has even happened and I guarantee he doesn't even remotely care no. like he's just you know i mean we saw him right he came back for a couple years and then i think he was like yeah this coaching stuff's not for me see you later i'm I'm going back to living my life out of the limelight does he still have the dreads i don't know i, I haven't, haven't seen, seen him in. But that was a look yeah but yeah, it tells you right me. like you haven't seen tim duncan What's well, it's the last time you actually saw him like the game where he coached for pop because because pop was out like that's i think the last time many of us have seen him
1: i'm not surprised though
2: no, I'm not, I'm not, not surprised based, based on yeah. just his
1: whole personality, Like he's, he's not that guy that like cares about being in the spotlight or, or any of that kind of stuff. So yeah. I'm not surprised that, uh, no, that we haven't no. heard much from, not him.
2: not even, not even a, a little bit. Yeah. I'm completely with you on that. I, I always thought he was going to be, I was surprised when they announced he was going to come back and, and do some coaching with the Spurs. I was like, huh. I always thought he was just going to walk away yeah. one day. We we're never going to see him again, but that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, I think that's going to send us off into the weekend. Hopefully everybody has a great one. And make sure you are subscribing to the NBA Front Office Show YouTube channel. Also, if you're listening to the podcast version of this, make sure you're following the Apple Podcast Show. Give us that five-star rating and review. We certainly appreciate it. Or on Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya, and stay safe.